This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 239 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, what happened if time is up? Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now, and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin, but I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, well, first things first, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a dude or a dudette like you trying to lose some weight. And I did something different this week, and I'll be, I can't wait till tomorrow. And that is I did not weigh myself this week. Uh, I take that back. I think I did. I didn't do it every day. Let's do that because now I think about it. Yes, I did. But as I sit here... I don't know if I'm up or down. And what it's done, especially this weekend, is I have been nailing my steps. And as we speak, as I record this now, it is Sunday, about 10 till 6. I've already got almost 12,000 steps in for the day using my Fitbit. And if I go over yesterday, 11,000. The day before, 13,000. And so I've really been stepping it up because I don't know where I am, which I've never been a big fan of this. I've always said, weigh yourself every day. Just realize that your weight is going to fluctuate. But not knowing does have its power. Now, the bad news is, is when I step on the scale tomorrow, because our uh, our logical weight loss, our logical losers accountability club over at logicallosers.com. We typically have our weigh-ins on Monday. Now, this week we have the uh, the holiday, and um, but I'm still going to weigh in, basically, in a nutshell. And I'll be interested to see how this experiment has helped me or not helped me because the, the biggest fear you have, and, and maybe this is the thing, the biggest fear I have is what if I really, I've been tracking my food and everything else, but what if I really took a wrong turn somewhere? Well, you're less likely to take any wrong turns because you really don't want to have that big wrong turn. And uh, I thought I would share a thought with you. I was listening to a business book, actually a business podcast called This Is Your Life by Michael Hyatt. And they were talking about how a manager might say to a worker, that maybe for the end of the month, the sales quotas were down. And you could look at that person and say, okay, well, what was your role in that? 
And you could say, well, Jim didn't do this and Susie didn't do that. And then say, yeah, but what was your role? And it was all about personal accountability. And I was thinking about that. There are a lot of things I've been looking at this week and thinking, what if the time was up right now? And what if you walked into a doctor's office and they said, well, you got about a week to live. And you're like, what? Yep, sorry. Time's up. You're done. And I'm sure there would be something in your head that would go, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done more that. I should have maybe not done this. I definitely shouldn't have done that. And you can, of course, because what that does is it really focuses on the things that you've done. Now, we can blame the parties and the, uh, I know for me, I hate a family get together with uh, everybody sitting around a table just filled with food. And then we sit around and talk at the table. Man, that one is an easy one just to tack on a ton of calories. And I would say, well, I should have got up and moved all the food or I should have done this or I should have done that. And just having that kind of aha moment, that accountability deadline of saying, yeah, I shouldn't have, this is what I should have done. Now that I'm going to die, I I really wish I would have done that. And I think it puts into perspective. I know for me, the summer is almost over and my wife and I really haven't done the biking thing like we've always done. And so that's, I'm putting that on the list of things to do this week is to really get our bikes ready to go so we don't have to dig them out and all that other stuff. Because before I know it here in Ohio, where I'm, I'm podcasting from, it's going to be snowing before you know it. And I usually, we get in shape, we get in better shape through bike rides and we've really just dropped the ball on that. That's my own personal, I'm like, wow, you know, when, when the snow flies, there's one, when the snow flies, I'm going to go, oh, you know what? We never really got the bikes back in the condition they are supposed to be. So look at your watch right now and think to yourself, okay, if, if this is it, if today is my last day, looking back over the past month, the past six weeks, maybe, what would I have done differently? Because time's up. And I, I found that to be a very interesting exercise because number one, and don't blame other people. Well, you know, if so-and-so wouldn't have ate cookies and so-and-so wouldn't have brought this. No, no. You put that stuff in your face and uh, quit blaming other people. And it might give you some ideas as to some things you can change now because, as we always say, you can always rewrite the uh, difference. So this kind of goes in what I was talking about last week about focusing on what's important. But this is more of a, uh, a hyper version of that. If you are a... Uh, person that's on our email list, if you go out to uh, LogicalLoss.com, click on the uh, newsletter tab, you can sign up for our newsletter and all the show notes get emailed to you automatically. And on occasion, I will write a blog post. And so I did a blog post and it basically was Consumer Reports had gone through and they were kind of putting up a lot of the, uh, you know, I'm a big gadget geek. If you're new to the show, I love me some gadgets. And uh, the thing I really liked about it is the gadget that I've used. I've tried them all. I've tried the body bug. I've tried uh, all the other ones, the body media. 
And the one I really like because it's easy and it's simple and I just love it. And the fact that there's really no monthly fee is the Fitbit. And basically, in a nutshell, there was a uh, there's a video out at the website that shows this is from Consumer Reports, and they basically said that and they they didn't really uh, pinpoint the Fitbit. They did mention it by name, and they said this is good. But they said that uh, most of these really are pretty accurate these days. And they, of course, the body media and the body bug are saying, oh, because we have 8 billion sensors, you know, we track calories better. And that may be slightly true. But in terms of just sheer motivation, uh, I love my Fitbit. Now, if you're interested in one, go to logicalloss.com forward slash Fitbit. That's just F-I-T-B-I-T. But I just thought it was nice to see that uh, it was something that, that held up under some... What's the word? It's a unbiased uh, test there. So if you're interested, if you're looking for some motivation and uh, now it's been uh, approved, I guess you could say, or it's been tested by Consumer Reports, check out a Fitbit. All right, last up, kind of a quick show today. There is an article out and it's saying why, and we've kind of said this before, why, do, why eating the right breakfast is so important and how skipping the morning meal could leave you overeating later in the day. And this, again, is from Consumer Reports. And it said uh, there was a finding from a study called Bath Breakfast Project at the University of Bath in the UK. It illustrated the effect that morning meals have on glucose balance. It says researchers asked a group of subjects to eat 700 or more calories by 11 a.m. and another to fast until afternoon. Both groups could eat what, whenever and whatever they wanted the rest of the day. And blood, sh- blood sugar was monitored every five minutes. How annoying is that? I'm trying to work. You're like, come on noon, because this guy keeps coming in to measure my blood sugar every five That had to be annoying. It says, although the two groups ate similarly after noon, the breakfast skippers had bigger spikes and drops in glucose levels the people that did eat breakfast improved their insulin sensitivity. The body's response to rises in glucose by 10%. So they improved their insulin sensitivity. So it says eating breakfast seems to have a second meal effect, says James Betts, who's the PhD, the lead researcher, and a senior lecturer in nutrition and metabolism. He says it primes your metabolism to maintain stable blood sugar levels after subsequent meals. And we've talked about that in the past. It's a way to just kind of jumpstart your metabolism, but it's always nice to see yet another study that backs that up. Now, here's some. Here's five other reasons to eat in the morning. It says, number one, it may protect your heart. Uh, it says that almost 27,000 men they studied, and researchers found that those who didn't eat a morning meal were 27% more likely to develop heart disease than those who did. Let's eat a morning meal. We're more likely to develop who didn't. Oh, I had that backwards. Who, I'm like, wait a minute. Who didn't eat a morning meal? Yeah, 27% more likely to de- develop heart disease. I'm a big breakfast person. Now, for me, I've been doing the old Shakeology in the morning. I love it. it. takes me all of 10 seconds to make my breakfast. And if you're interested in checking that out, it's a super duper high uh, nutrition drink. And you can find it at logicalloss.com forward slash Shakeology. And it's just the way it's spelled, S-H-A-K-E-O-L-O-G-Y. 
and I uh, just throw in the, the blender, some milk. Uh, I, I usually throw in a couple ice cubes, and it's more like a smoothie. And uh, I love those things. It's awesome. Now, another reason to eat in the morning, it might lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. It says a morning may, meal may help you avoid fluctuating glucose levels, which, of course, can lead to diabetes. And again, here, a study of 30,000 men found that not eating breakfast raised the risk by 21%, even after taking into account their body mass, what they ate, and other factors. So it might lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. Number three, it gets you moving. In a recent study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, people who ate breakfast were more physically active during the morning than those who didn't. And number four, it might give you a mental edge. Research involving adults and children has indicated that breakfast might enhance memory, attention, the speed of processing information, reasoning, creativity, learning, and verbal abilities. So again, more reason to eat stuff in the morning and good stuff. Number five, it just might keep your weight down. And although more than 100 studies have linked eating breakfast with a reduced risk of obesity, Researchers point out that those studies are merely observational and thus don't prove that the meal keeps you from gaining weight. More solid evidence comes from randomized controlled trials. One study of that type published in the Journal uh, of Obesity apparently found that overweight people who were dieting and ate more calories for breakfast than dinner lost more weight compared with subjects who ate larger evening meals but other trials have been inconclusive. See, this is the one that I, to me, I've always heard that calories in, calories out. But I swear, if I look and I've got a ton of calories left, I've been really good all day, and I eat a big dinner, I swear I wake up the next day and it's, you know, the weight has come back. Even though technically it should make a difference, I'm, I just, it's a weird thing for me. I, I think eating, I, I still say one of the things that if I need to do I used to have an alarm on my my uh, phone that would go on about 8.30. And after that, it was like, nope, you can drink water at this point. And that always seemed to help me lose weight because the stuff I usually eat after 8.30, because I've already had supper, I'm really not hungry, I'm more bored, or I'm stressed, was when you reach for the potato chips, the ice cream, and all the other stupid stuff. Uh, a study published in the AGCN, so that would be the American Journal... They don't say what AJCN stands for, but it sure sounds official, doesn't it? Found that eating or skipping breakfast had no effect on weight loss. Well, thanks a lot, AJCN, although it may have been too small to be meaningful. So uh, this came out in the October 2014 issue of the Consumer Reports magazine. But all in all, good reasons to find something to eat in the morning. And um, in the book that I was reading and still reading, called uh, Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds with Surgery. And in it, the author talks about how we do, in some cases, uh, reach for food that's not really food. You know, we go for the breakfast bars or the uh, my favorite, the breakfast cookie. There's a, something, I forget who it was, some sort of chocolate chip peanut butter cookie breakfast thing that was supposed to make it sound, you know, oat cookie whatever, and in the end, it's a cookie. And uh, he was saying, look, eat real food and eat food that fills you up. Eat fruit, eat vegetables. I've been trying. I've been going to the store now, and they have these, like, plastic little tubs of watermelon. 
And man, I forgot how much I love watermelon. And watermelon, for me at least, is pretty good at filling me up. And uh, it's easy. I just take it with me. I throw it in the fridge at work. And uh, it's a nice little snack, along with grapes. Those are my two faves, probably. And um, those are uh, things that can help. And he just says, quit eating food that's not really food. (laughs) And uh, he says, you can't eat anything in moderation because anything is not moderation. He goes, come on now. And he says, please quit telling me you don't eat that much. He says, I told myself that for decades. And it never did anybody any good. He said, stop with the gimmicks or at least stop telling me about them. There is no pill. There's no plan. There's no diet. There's no machine. There's no DVD. There's no gym that you can join, then never go to, or any of it that's going to lose the weight for you. You have to do it. And uh, for crying out loud, please don't tell me how difficult it all is while at the same time stuffing your face with the contents of a fast food bag. (laughs) He says, you know who you are. I still love you, but come on. He says, no one else has the answer for you. Only you do. No one else is going to fix your life. It has to come from within. And if you are new to the show, this book, again, I'll, I'll have links to this. If you uh, go out to our show notes at uh, logicalloss.com forward slash 239, I'll have a link to this book. He's a very no-nonsense kind of guy. And he says, look, when it comes to motivation, you either have this or you don't. He says, you either want to lose weight or you don't. He says, that's something that comes from within you. You can't, he says, you can't make yourself lose weight. You have to want to do it. He says, then another thing is avoid getting hungry and eat early and often. He says, I eat six meals a day. And he says, and that's about 2,400 calories a day. Now that's fruits, vegetables, and what he calls real food. He goes, that's actually a fair amount of food. And if you portion your food, measure it and keep a food diary And for me, I like my fitness pal. He says, you'll be able to eat all day. And even here in his book, he says, eat breakfast. He says, a nurse in the hospital told me that all the heavy people she knew didn't eat breakfast. And when you don't eat breakfast, you start out the day starving. He says, that's a bad idea. The hunger builds throughout the day. And by nighttime, you've not eaten much all day. And you start binging. At least, he says, that's what I used to do. He says, also, pay attention to what you eat and what's in it. You can't really eat anything. You just have to realize what you are eating. Also, he says, don't go to extremes. Don't starve yourself. Don't work out like a maniac. All you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure. You can't push a button and drop 100 pounds. However, if you do have a button like that, send me an email, he says. Uh, Weight loss. Weight is lost at the dinner table more than it is in the gym. This is where we always say, uh, my buddy David Greenwald from um, leannesslifestyle.com always said, hey, it's about the food. So, yeah, weight is lost at the dinner table more than it is at the gym. He says exercise has a poor rate of return when it comes to weight loss. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do that. He says you can erase an entire workout with one trip through a drive through So that's the whole thing. If you think about this, you can exercise for a half hour. And then sit down in 10 minutes and easily eat all those calories that you burnt off. He says, the point is, it's impossible to out-exercise a diet of bad choices. So those are some things kind of wrapping up uh, part of that particular chapter that, again, a lot of this is uh, not um, rocket science, nothing really new. But sometimes 
we know that uh, we need to hear those again and remind ourselves. So in uh, next week's show, we'll be talking about the seven habits of highly healthy people. And uh, until then, I want to remind you that, you know, yeah, we're not happy where the story is right now, but it's never too late to, uh, we, we can't rewrite the beginning, but we can rewrite the ending. And if you uh, find yourself going to Amazon, please go to LogicalLoss.com first. You'll see an Amazon button there on the right-hand side. Please click that. And uh, you can even bookmark LogicalLoss.com. And then anytime you need to go to Amazon, just go there and click on that link. Anything you buy through that link does help support the show. And another way you can support the show and also uh, get some help yourself is to join the Logical Losers Accountability Club. We meet once a week and kind of support each other emotionally. And you can find that at LogicalLosers.com. So until then, let me remind you uh, with my favorite Julie Michaels quote. And that is, of course, why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? Thanks so much. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to. Till you lie.